0: Free Talk Live, and the phones are open. If you want to join the show, you can hear the number 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. How are
1: you? And Conan.
0: So last night, we were talking a little bit about the rising gas prices. We've got a, a bit of coverage here on Free Talk Live, and I mentioned that they were not quite to a record high well now they are oh well, we knew that was coming yeah I mean it seemed pretty inevitable that it was gonna uh, gonna happen and it doesn't appear as though they're going to go down I don't have the clip but somebody caught Biden at what looked like some kind of an airport and there's like a real quick clip of them asking him about gas prices he
1: says they're going up blame Russia <laughs> yeah, that's, that is the meme that's today's meme is uh, everything everything can be blamed. On Russia. Did he really say blame Russia? Basically, yeah. No, I mean, like I said, I don't have the actual clip, but dude,
0: you're you're the leader of the free world, right? Quote unquote. Well, yeah. Uh, did we introduce ourselves? It's Ian. Oh, Aria. Yeah. I and think we did. Come okay. at him. yes, we did. So uh, there's a lot to talk about here tonight. The trucker so-called protest that is. <laughs> rubbing elbows with politicians yeah it's such a disappointment uh so far we can get into what's going on with them but let's start with the gas uh the news yesterday this wasn't official but we kind of figured it this was coming uh and now it is official today biden has now said the united states will ban russian oil imports in response to the invasion of ukraine so in case what, like
1: two percent of what we use it two or four percent
0: was that what it was? Okay, I
2: didn't it's not know. a whole lot. It doesn't really matter though. Look what prices did just on the presumption that the United States was going to do this. Now the United States has done it.
1: Uh, it's course, not just a presumption, and not, and not just oil either. It's a it's a lot of product is uh, yeah. g- going up in price, and of course they, those companies are blaming it on the the invasion of Ukraine.
0: According to this story here at CNBC, the U.S. imported around 672,000 barrels a day from Russia in 2021. And that amount makes up roughly 8% of the total U.S. imports of oil and refined products. Hmm. Now, at the same time as Biden making this announcement, and it is quote-unquote immediate... According to the senior Biden administration official who spoke with reporters, no new contracts will be allowed and existing contracts for Russian oil must be phased out within 45 days. Uh, In addition, we spoke yesterday about how now the Biden administration is courting with the government in Venezuela, the very same government that has been torturing its own people by, you know, essentially starving them out over the last decade. But now they're uh, trying to buddy up with uh, the venezuelan government we can talk more about that but that's not all according to other news headlines the saudi and emirati the uae leaders are declining to speak with biden Huh. so biden has reached uh has reached out to middle eastern oil connoisseurs and has asked for some sort of relief or some kind of assistance
1: during this situation with
0: Russia, and they're not even taking his calls. I
1: wonder if they've already had a sit-down with Mr. Putin. With Putin? Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, things that make you go,
1: hmm. Well, they're manipulating the—they're going to manipulate the price to get what— you know, to get the highest, the highest. Well, bid.
0: right, yeah. If they know that the Russia's out, they know the prices are going to go up. So why not cartelize and raise the price some more? I mean, exactly. The U.S. can only get so much oil from Venezuela if indeed a deal is is cut with them.
2: Wasn't are, this the whole point of OPEC?
0: Was it, it cartelized? Yeah, yeah, I think so. So, so
2: they already had the infrastructure in place. It makes sense.
0: So let's just say it's not looking too good for the uh, the gas prices to go down anytime soon. Nope. If and Biden if, can't even get these guys on the phone,
1: yeah. And if you live, you know, far from your work, and or you drive for a living via VV, mm-hmm. um, you're you're gonna hit hurt from this. This is it's already hurting. Yeah. Um, I had to fill up last night. It was I got it. I found three ninety nine.
0: It was my first time yesterday uh, filling up over four dollars. I'd never filled up a gas tank more than four dollars a gallon. No, that, and that I was happened.
1: I was just standing. I wouldn't even. I couldn't even watch the counter. I had to turn my head and and look at some some dust bunnies flying down the street. I could not watch the uh, the pump. Just that tri- bad. It was that bad.
0: Yeah, it's going to get worse. It's, it's going it uh, yes, to get worse.
1: And yes, it's going to get worse. And tomorrow, or sometime this week, I am going to go, and uh, I'm going to buy some more stuff. I, In already, I, I, for I already the end of the world. I already have a pretty mm-hmm. good it's not going to be the end of the world it's not going to it's not even going to be the apocalypse but uh, it's go, but trying times are are on our are are ahead of us and uh and some some staples some food products are still r- relatively uh, affordable and, mm-hmm. and they haven't really gone up i've noticed uh, a lot of uh, g- uh vegetables have gone up uh, well I'm rising
0: not- gas prices is going to make everything go
1: up. That's what i mean and that's why tomorrow i'm going to go add to my mm-hmm. already uh uh, substantial uh, s- s- stock, because I think that uh, after this week, sometime this month, this year, this year, it is going to just look at the gas prices. If that's all you had to go on, was mm-hmm. just gas, uh, everything's going to go up. Yeah. uh,
0: Well, plus, uh, I was reading an article recently about the cost of eggs uh, gone up because the cost to feed chickens has gone up. And so, like, there's this cascading effect that goes on. Everything that gets more expensive makes everything else more expensive. Correct. And, of course... You know the, the Biden administration loves to blame corporations, but it's the government that's to blame for all of this with their endless money printing, the trillions of dollars in "quote unquote" relief. Well, here's your relief. Well, I wouldn't say what the comes out they, of that. They,
1: well, they're not printing; they're borrowing from the people who are because they're You're they, about the Federal
0: Reserve. They are the
1: main culprits. They're the ones behind all of this and yeah. who really control the the, the strings. Uh, yes, it's the it's the printing of money and all the regulations, of course. But you said it's trickle trickle effect, so it starts with the uh, starts with the feed. Sadly, right. though, and
2: the government's just going to go, no, this is a, this is Russia's fault. That's and, what they're doing. And the masses yeah. are going to believe it. And not, and not all, by, by
1: the way, speaking of feed, not only does Russia, I didn't realize it was as high as 8% of our oil was coming from there, but let's mm-hmm. not forget about all the other product, like food.
0: Yeah, they do a lot of wheat processing they, they, out there, They right? do, but the, big, Europe? But,
1: but the big one, the I think probably the biggest on the list, second to uh, oil, is fertilizer. Hmm we get a lot of fertilizer from russia and from china and uh that is directly uh uh in 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 line when it comes to our food production if we don't have fertilizer oh yeah we can grow food but it ain't going to be what it was last year um i i try to use as little of it as possible because i you know i, I you know i'm uh you know composting as much as i can and of course sure. i have the chickens and the rabbits so that's basically ideally that's the way you would well, you do it, but I don't. I don't feed anyone else except myself. We're talking about professional uh, food growers who who rely on this uh, uh, this this product, which I don't know. It's not going to be available. And if they can and if They can't get their hands on it. Guess what? It's going to cost more, and then that's going to trickle down. To you, the, Did the you consumer,
0: hear that Vladimir Putin has now signed a decree that institutes "quote unquote" special economic measures to be in effect until the end of the year, including a ban or restriction on exports outside of Russia. So they're not clear on what exactly, what products are going to be prohibited to leave Russia. Fertilizer, but could be very well things like that. Yeah. Food products, because "quote unquote," the uh, decree is to ensure the security of the Russian Federation.
1: "Unquote." Gold too. They ain't gonna get, they ain't gonna let any of their gold leave. Well, the they country. bought
0: a lot of gold over the last several years
1: too. We were talking about this years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I saw that, when we heard those, when I heard those stories, I'm like, "Yep, he's getting ready. This guy knows what's going on. Something's coming. He's coming." Yeah. So those well, are it's some not of the- hard to
2: see that something is coming right. That's why we're all about gold and cryptocurrency. It's obvious right? as long as there's government, there's something coming.
1: yeah well I, but when a leader of a country is making these decisions on behalf of everybody, the whole country uh, that's I mean we're just crazy tinfoil hatters. What do we know? Well, we seem to know no. a lot more than
0: the average person.
1: <laughs> no one listens to us, except everyone who's listening to this, this station.
0: So those are some of the most, you know, pressing headlines of the moment. Uh, coming up, we're going to get into other stories. You've got something about the Pfizer details that have come out that were supposed to originally take 50 or 70 years to come out. Oh, yeah. They've been ordered out by a judge. You've got kind of a summary of that. And also, no
1: one is talking about it.
0: We're going to look at because that's because COVID's over. It's and over. It's focused on Ukraine. Uh, But uh, also, Arya, you and I have the same story about Venezuela and just kind of painting them as having this giant turnaround. And now things are just getting better over there. So it's totally fine for the U.S. government to go and be pals with the Venezuelan government goons. Has Sean Penn been over there yet? We'll get into it. Coming up here. 603 283 It is Free Talk Live, and the phones are open here. If you want to join the show, you can. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. I want to say thank you to David Burns, who is a Free Talk Live supporter of the AMPS program, A M P S. Amps.freetalklive.com is how you get to our Patreon. It'll take you right to the Patreon page. Amps stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. It's a way for you to help us get the message of liberty on more great radio stations. We're on over 190 radio stations today, and not all at once, but over the week. There's 190-plus stations that air the show at various different times. We can have more. It just takes time. It takes effort. It takes money. And you're helping us with the money side. David Burns with a platinum uh sponsorship there really appreciate that that means he's doing at least 25 bucks a month so thank you david over at amps.freetalklive.com dot coming up we'll get into an update on the people's convoy what did they do today because they're still in the dc area let me just say it's not too much to get excited about but we'll get into it Coming up here first, though, we've been talking about the gas prices, and now uh, Joe Biden's saying that he's going to ban all Russian oil imports. At the same time, the UAE and Saudi Arabian official types will not even speak with Biden, and so they're not going to come to his aid. So he's going crawling on his knees to Venezuela as we learned last night the Biden administration trying to butter up the Venezuelan government who they've been sanctioning for years now since since far back as Obama. So it wasn't just a Trump thing. it was you know right. during the Obama administration the uh, the US federal government began sanctions against Venezuelan people well, Venezuelan government people and those did widen over time. Of course, the Venezuelan government has been doing the worst damage to their own people over the last several years, and that's because of socialism. But now, all of a sudden, the oil that Venezuela is sitting on is really interesting to the Biden administration. And, all, and then, all of a sudden, the mainstream media is starting to promote how Venezuela, hey, they're not so bad anymore. You know, all that reporting we did over the last decade about how people are not quite starving, but they're hungry enough to where they're losing weight year after year, where the government can't even pay the bill to print their money anymore. They can't pay their money printer, which is a private company uh, based in Europe. Where they didn't have running water, where they were purifying sewage in right. order to drink it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the military was in such a bad shape, they were like capturing stray dogs on or goats or whatever and killing them because they weren't getting enough food from the government. Uh, there, I didn't hear about that There were so many crazy stories in the last 10 years uh, from Venezuela, and mostly in the last several years. It's just gotten worse and worse. But now, all of a sudden, Aria, you've got a story about a puff piece about Venezuela. Things are changing for the better, and thanks to the dollar. Yes, well, thanks to capitalism. Mm, right? Okay. And it's no
2: surprise that the media is putting this out. I mean, just yesterday, I saw a piece in the Military Times about how Ukraine is winning the propaganda war. And they pointed to the ghost of Kiev, which is supposedly this, this pilot who has shot down like six Russian aircraft. Fake
1: news. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This same, dude doesn't, same with Snake Island.
2: Yeah. There's no reason to believe this dude exists. And even Military Times acknowledges he probably isn't a real person. <laughs> so when I see this and they quote, uh, you know, Carlos Veloria, who came home to Venezuela last month. He's a 35-year-old lawyer. This dude probably does not exist. Mm. And this whole propaganda war that we've seen between Russia and the United States and Western and Eastern media just makes it so clear to me that all of all of these people. This may not be, this may not even be a real newspaper or coming it, out he of may South exist, America. but
1: he might be a spook, a fed.
2: What did you, could just be a made up name, a made up story about someone coming home to Venezuela based on something that isn't actually happening. They're saying he'd had enough of 15-hour work days and abusive bosses as a restaurant worker in Argentina. Oh, so Argentina's the bad guy now, and he was working, he's a 35-year-old lawyer working 15-hour days with abusive bosses at
1: a restaurant in Argentina. None of that makes any sense, right? (laughs) I'm just ready to wrap my head around it. I can't even imagine 15-hour days.
0: I think the idea is he was trained as a lawyer in Venezuela and then escaped because Venezuela was terrible and went to Argentina and then had to get work as a, All right, that makes as, sense. a wait, as a waiter because he's not a licensed attorney in Argentina.
2: It's possible, but I still doubt that there's any truth to the story right, whatsoever. Well, let's go on. But his return is also emblematic. I'm going to find a job that pays in dollars, he said, after leading his country's economy over a cliff. President- wait,
1: wait, wait. I, I, don't think he would. I don't think anyone going back would say that, not considering what crypto is right now. What do you mean? That's that is the that's that's where Venezuelans who you know what they're doing are do either either they already fled the country and are never going back yeah and or they're over there using crypto.
0: It's still not that big. They're using dollars as well. The, this is it is true that the and I'm sure they're going to touch on it in this story. It was probably as of like a year ago we were reporting on how the Venezuelan government decided to officially look the other way when it came to the businesses advertising prices in both bolivar and in dollars it just became so common that people were using dollars they realized that okay well this might actually be a way for us to save our hides right because they knew that people people were pissed there were there have been protests over the last several years in venezuela that didn't quite get to the point of running maduro out on a rail but made him probably a little nervous Mm -hmm. for his own personal well-being and so at some point, they just said, all right, we're not going to arrest you anymore if we catch you using the dollar. OK, so you guys that want a price in the dollar, it's fine. We're still not going to let you put it into the bank accounts. But if you want to go ahead and, and accept dollars, no biggie. We're, we're not going to prosecute anybody. And that actually made a huge shift for the Venezuelan people because it allowed the business owners to actually openly accept dollars cuz that would have been like a criminal act they would have been their business would have been shut down if they were caught accepting right. dollars previously now they can advertise that they do accept dollars they can pay people in dollars and so it has essentially dollarized the Venezuelan economy to a large extent and i suspect that again that's, that's they do mention be that story. by
2: allowing dollars to flow freely and private enterprise to flourish in recent months Maduro seems to have breathed new life into his regime.
0: Yes. Simply by not doing anything, he has breathed new life into his regime. Well,
2: that's really all governments need to do is nothing. Right. Yes. He remains widely despised, but immigration has begun to slow. That's immigration with the
0: EP That's people moving out.
2: Yes. People are returning, and the government is enacting laws to tax dollar transactions and allow companies <laughs> to issue debt in foreign companies. All currencies. Yeah. Sorry. All are signs that despite a triumphant world tour, including a White House meeting with President Trump, opposition leader Juan Guaido is further away from ousting Maduro than he was a year ago when he announced that plan and won wide international support. It goes on here at the time. Why is he even talking about Guaido at this point? He's been obsolete for more than a year.
1: You know, this is you know, this is all they ever wanted. And I'm talking the, the powers that be. They want Venezuela to use the U.S. dollar Mm -hmm. and to sell their oil to us. And that's what they're they're about to get. To play ball. This is what they always wanted. So they go in there, they rebelize the country, let them suffer for a few years, or a lot of years, actually. Mm -hmm. And then once they've given up and come to their senses, we'll play ball. Yeah, all right, fatty. We got a contract for you now. That's what this was all about from day one. That's a good point,
0: man. There's more coming up here. You can join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. More on this puff piece about Venezuela. Everything's changed now. free talk live phones are open you can join the show here the number is 603-283-6160 you can take control of the airwaves by the way i want to say thank you to bitcoin.com longtime sponsor here on free talk live if you want to learn about cryptocurrency like bitcoin and bitcoin cash let me tell you right now it's a darn good time to do it oh yeah Bitcoin price today, under $39,000 per Bitcoin. Remember, the one thing you need to know, one of the most critical things, is you don't have to buy a whole Bitcoin. You can buy a fraction of a Bitcoin or a fraction of a Bitcoin cash. Bitcoin cash is like 1% the cost of, uh, of a Bitcoin. You can go and learn about the differences between them and other cryptocurrencies over at Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started at the top of the page. There is a bit of a learning curve when it comes to crypto. Uh, You do need to get some basic concepts down, like why decentralization is important to the future of sound money. Uh, And you can learn some of those things over at Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started at the top of the page. And also, if you aren't new to crypto and you want to get the latest news headlines, they've got them every day over at news.bitcoin.com. We're going to get back into Venezuela, coming up here in moments with this puff piece written by apparently an Argentinian news source, Buenos Aires Times. We'll get into that coming up here in moments, Uh, but first we've got Stephen on the line in North Georgia. Stephen.
3: What's up, guys?
0: You're on the air. Go ahead.
3: Sorry. So, y'all were talking about propaganda earlier, um, and I find it very interesting, um, some of the stuff coming out right now, and where a lot of this stuff's originating from, and I feel like maybe the Ukrainians are propaganda too hard. Um, because what, what is coming to light now is that the ghost of Kiev, this guy that became the first, uh, ace in a less than 24 hour period, got five, uh, got five kills in 24 hours. Two of those, the, the one where he shot down two right after each other, has been confirmed to be a simulator
2: um yeah there's no reason to believe it, this ghost of give person is even real
0: yeah i'm, I'm well, pretty so sure it's been confirmed that the whole thing has been made up completely from top to bottom well, at this point point. and i think the simulator you're referring to is footage from a video game called arma 3 which was being passed around social media like two weeks ago. At this point, it's pretty old news. Uh, was being passed around. I don't know. Seen millions of times as though it was actually footage from Ukraine when it was a video game.
1: Yeah, and when you consider that they've been, well, they've been, there's been infighting in Ukraine for the last decade. Uh, they have l- tons of footage of people basically beating the beating themselves senseless, beating each other in the heads, blood, wreckage, burning. Uh, they've got lots to pick from, lots to pick and choose from. This whole thing, this whole event, this whole invasion could be, could be a wag the dog event. It might, it might not be. Any, there might not any, any, be any truth in it. Well, the the stuff that I'm seeing
3: is that this simulator footage actually comes from a legitimate simulator used by the American government, which I find very concerning because what we now know is that the photos that were used. Um, to show that the president was running around with a gun um, defending his people. Um, We now know that that was actually a photo taken. Not only was it taken a year ago, but it was taken using American money, like American government money.
1: Yeah, he Um, he might not even be in the country. His his supposed uh, alleged bunker that he's hiding in. It might be some, it might be in Russia, for all we know.
0: Yeah, Stephen, what you're referring to are a series of photos. I didn't see him toting a weapon in the photos, but he does have a helmet and a flak jacket and, you know, camo gear on. And those photographs were taken on the border of Crimea when he was touring it in April. Uh, I believe it was April of 2021. So those yep, are and those very photos
3: old. Were sponsored. Those photos were sponsored by the United States government. And what it looks like is that simulator stuff. Yeah. Might not be a video game. It might be a, a DOD simulator. Um, no, okay. it, it's a,
2: it's a video
0: game. Well, I, I don't know what you're I don't know what footage just, you're referring to. I just to, found but... it
2: on Snopes. Um, it is different from the Arma Three footage. It comes from. Um, uh, I just had it in front of me. Hold on.
1: So there's different footage. Man, out Snopes there.
2: has really gone downhill. There are so many ads and crap in the way here. It is from. Were, pure... they, were
1: they ever up on the hill? It wasn't they're this about bad, the they're man. about the same level as the Facebook fact checkers.
2: It's called Digital Combat Simulator. It's a simulation game that was first released in two thousand
1: and eight. is it a video game or is it like a training simulator for actual pilots? What's the difference? Well, I mean it's the controls and whatnot. Stephen, thanks you have, for the do call a, Do you have a little controller in your hand or do you have a whole bank of uh switches and knobs to turn and twitch?
2: They have those for video games as well. There was this massive tank-based video game that came out a number of years ago. That had like a, a controller that would fill up an entire desk, and it was wow. just
1: it was just a video game. And here I am complaining about buying an Oculus. <laughs> okay.
0: So I think I don't the, the name he- of
2: the game, but it, it was uh, pretty cool.
0: The takeaway here is there's a ton. Of fake footage that has been floated as though it's real from Ukraine and it's not even from Ukraine a lot of it. Some of it is, but it's old footage. Some of it goes back for years. Some of the destruction, some of the photos of destruction, some of the videos of uh, people like throwing a Molotov at a tank or whatever. Almost all of this stuff has been identified as old. And some of this isn't even the fault of
2: Ukraine, right? Like the person who took the footage from Arma 3 or no, whatever, they it's just people on the web. Yeah, it was probably just some person on the internet who was like, "I'm going to become famous. Ha ha ha. Hey yeah. guys, I captured this video." And then people saw it and just they took up it. a
0: story yeah. about how it's so and so from Ukraine and then, you know, put the Ukraine flag symbol in there and shoot it out there on social media and see who bites. Yeah, because no one ever facts check anything
2: before they share it.
0: That's right. Very few people. True. So uh, back to this story here. So again, it comes back to what you were saying, Arya, of how do you even know what to believe about
1: this? It's so hard. At this, and this point, is, I just don't. And this is why people. Clue out they they there are so many differing options out there that uh, it's it's so much easier just to veg out and to listen to some talking head tell them what to think Mm -hmm. and and when you when we try to break this that because we're we're probably wrong all the time here we are we're speculating we're like this is you know what can we what can we trust. Uh can we trust anything? And I'm no, and, and I'm of the, I'm of the opinion that no. You can't even trust us because we might be completely wrong this evening. The only thing you can there trust might be there might be 10,000 dead Russians and 10,000 dead Ukrainians right now. Uh and when we wouldn't know because who would you trust?
0: The only thing you can trust is your own experience. And the fact is we're not there. We're
1: not there. So exactly. So we have
0: no experience. We had some people call in over the last couple of weeks who claimed to be in Ukraine. Uh one of them claimed to be in the Ukraine military, or the defense force, as uh, as it's called. And later, somebody who is a uh, Free Talk Live longtime supporter did reach out and said he suggested to that person to call in, and he vouched for him, said he was uh, the real deal. Um, and then there's another lady, Delena who's called in twice at this point, and that's the closest we can come to saying maybe they're real. And, and, you know, and by the maybe?
1: way, I didn't hear those. What were their reports? Uh, in well in a nutshell Galena's reports
0: came in right before the supposed uh rolling in of troops into Kyiv but she was in Kharkiv. Kar- she was in Kharkiv and she had said she hadn't seen any conflicts between Russian tr- she hadn't even seen any Russian troops. Yeah well I I uh, have uh I know that uh but she wasn't like a Russian sympathizer either. I well, mean, she, she could have been. How
2: do? How would we know?
0: Right. Well, at least based on she could have been a call. Russian spy. Based on her first
1: call, she sounded very pro uh, Ukraine. But as uh, a good uh, Russian
0: spy would.
1: As <laughs> as the similar to the the those these nutter YouTubers and you know who whatnots that want hits the news the news organization is the same way. And this is there are things there are, the money makers when it comes to the newspaper and or the the the, the, the TV. Uh, if it bleeds, it, it leads. Correct. So uh, elections and war—that's that's where they're always going to go with it. If they have And to, pandemics. Pandemics. They and that, and that, out was Really good but, money. Exactly. And and and. They beat that one too long. Though. It's been. It was beat way too long. Yeah. And uh, it's it's seen its day. Now they got a now new set. Now they have a new set of lies. And and I just hold on. And Be- the
0: sad thing is, some people who were skeptical of the the so-called pandemic have fallen hook, line, and sinker oh my for God.
1: this one. Uh, you re- uh, these, these Republicans out there, one, one guy in particular, I have a uh, an, anti, uh, an anti, a vet. There's a vet that I follow on Facebook. He's right here in Keene. Mm-hmm. A personality, let's call him that. All right. And uh, the he, every every day, five, six, seven articles and or video of Ukraine winning. Mm. And he's just all in support of Ukraine. If he was a younger man, I wouldn't doubt he'd be on a plane right now heading over there with the other 16,000 that supposedly, allegedly, Zelensky said has signed up to to help fight the the Ruskies.
0: we got more coming up here uh, from Venezuela. What is the puff piece that the mainstream media is sharing on the way? Free Talk Live. Phones are... Open for you. If you want to join the show, you can just dial in at 603 283 6160. We'll get you on the air. With you tonight, it's Ian. Aria. And
1: Conan. 603 283
0: 6160. One of the main topics we've been focusing on pretty heavy in the last two or so weeks since this Ukraine situation blew up is the fact that it's a propaganda war more oh, yeah. than anything else and you should not believe anything you hear i understand some people want to believe the things they're hearing cuz they want to believe that you know putin's always the bad guy and so therefore the ukraine's must be the good guy when of course the reality is these people are all government people and they're all lying thugs.
2: And as it and turns out, there them. are actually Nazis in Ukraine. Yes. They actually have their own military division, apparently. The
1: Azov division. The Azov battalion. Yes. And that's
2: not a conspiracy theory. It they is not. They have, their own, they have their own
1: Wikipedia page, and it outlies a lot of information, and, and they've been in, they've been doing business since, since Hitler.
0: Yeah, actually, uh, Putin in one of his earlier statements that I've I've actually read. I've not read it on the air, I, but I've I've taken the time to actually because I want to know what do they say. What is it that the U right. what is it that the U.S. and the Western, the European Union don't want me to read? They don't want me to read rt. Yeah, why
1: are they taking rt down left and right?
0: Right. So I'm gonna go there and I'm gonna read you know some of the stuff they're putting out because I want to get the other the other perspective. Yeah, I on wish this.
1: that man spoke English. It Putin? Would be, yeah, it would, he just needs to stop everything he's doing. I and know he's learn old. Some and learn some English if he could. If he could. If he just had English sound bites, because some of the things mm. he says, the guys, a, the guys, a, he's a he's a Russian patriot. He loves. I think he really truly loves his country. He's from a KGB. I'm. I would be shocked if he doesn't speak I'm, English. I'm military. Well, <laughs> uh, good good point. Good point. Um, he probably knows a. Lo- he probably knows a couple other languages as well. I, I would imagine he does. He's just he's just playing. But I mean, he's speaking to the Russian people when he's speaking. I mean.
2: Our president, Joe Biden, probably knows Spanish, but you don't see him, you know, going around speaking Can I say Spanish? something? Sure.
1: I, I, don't understand, I don't understand a lick of Russian, but I understand Putin a hell of a lot more than I do Biden, who speaks <laughs> English. Just, just saying. Uh,
0: one of the things that he linked to in his speech was the fact that Amnesty International, which is a fairly widely renowned group that does investigations on international abuses of human rights right like people have heard about Amnesty International we recently reported Oh, not re- that recently, but last year we had a report from Amnesty International about the uh, the Chinese government and their re-education camps, their detention camps of the Uyghur Muslims. Amnesty International, that was the group that did a lot of the uh, the reporting on that, that that talked to a lot of the escapees. Well, guess what? They also did a report in uh, September of 2014 ...on the abuses and war crimes by the IDAR Volunteer Battalion in the North Luhansk region. So there's a seven-page report about how the, uh, war, the abuses committed by members of this IDAR battalion amount to war crimes for which the perpetrators and possibly the commanders would bear responsibility under national and international law. However, those members are acting with virtually no oversight or control, and local police are either unwilling or unable to address the abuses. And, and, and you know. or
1: they are a part of it
0: themselves. Right. I mean, that's, just, that's a quick excerpt. From a seven-page report on the Nazis and the fact that they are able to just do basically whatever they want to, because yeah, like, they're the
1: ones you mean, like stage coups to yeah. take over the the Russian uh, sympathetic uh, government at the times in 2014. And guess who's
0: volunteering for the Ukrainian defense force? Exactly, those guys. I wonder if I wonder if our buddy Cantwell is on a on a plane right now, <laughs> he- heading over there. And the uh, the Western media is doing the best they can to ignore that fact right because who's behind the ukraine uh, invasion in a lot of cases western liberals yeah
1: yeah now there is one catch to all of this zelensky supposedly he's jewish he's jewish mm-hmm. and how did he get in there and and what does azov think Maybe about he's a self-hating that self hating jew he's, he could either be that and or uh, he's not uh, he's not supported by azov azov battalion hmm. um so that's and that is interesting. But yeah. but having him in there really uh, kind of quaffs the uh, the argument that uh, uh, this this these, these these this anti-Semitism is actually taking place or and 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 pro-nationalism pro-national Ukraine, which is what they really are. Nationalists. Uh, nationalists. Yeah. yeah. They love their country and they uh, and they hate everyone else.
0: So let's get back into Venezuela, because there's been a, a a big change in the mainstream media coverage about Venezuela now that the Biden administration needs their oil all of a sudden. Now, yep. Venezuela, we're starting to hear about how they're turning around things there. Now they're letting people be more free, and it's helping everybody. And that's true. it They are letting people use the dollar, and that has helped people. But it's curious that this coverage is uh, is hitting now. Yes, it is.
2: Uh, Because it was a year ago that the, or roughly a year ago that the U.S. hit uh, Maduro in Venezuela with sanctions on oil, they took a big hit, obviously, and many believed he wouldn't survive. But the doubters—Maduro, you mean? Yes. But the doubters didn't realize how much help he'd get from key allies to evade sanctions,
0: like Russia. Uh, Well, they don't mention Russia. That's one of their key allies.
2: They say the economies of the countries that have helped us are capitalist. China, Turkey, and India declared David Paravicini who is a lawmaker in their national constituent assembly, the new approach to get their aid. Apparently, you need conditions of economic liberalism. That's what China did to move forward. And it's now what we have to do, which is a new approach that includes secret talks. Maduro had with holders of U.S. 60 billion dollars in U.S. bonds, some of them American so basically, that's what they did. They allowed people to use dollars, and evidently, they started cozying up with people who had American dollars. I This is the first I've heard about any of that. But Venezuela has the world's largest known oil reserves, and if this deal came to fruition, it doesn't really say what deal they're talking about. Oh, yes, it does. I just glossed over it. They were offering to pair holders of American bonds with a foreign drilling company, that would be granted the rights to some
1: government boondoggle. basically is what I'm getting mm. away out of this. This is ex- exactly what China does in all the countries they move into. yeah well they, they build the infra- uh. they build the infrastructure.
2: Well Venezuela's offering to it's very clear, pair bondholders with a foreign drilling company, presumably a Chinese one. That would be granted the rights to oil fits. It's all very That's confusing. That's
0: really interesting because uh, we had mentioned last night about how the Venezuelan government nationalized the oil industry in the 1970s with the creation of what now they call. Sell it. Yeah, PDVSA, the Venezuelan Oil Corporation, basically, that's run by the government and has been run into the ground uh, by the government, which is what they've done there when they nationalized every industry they've nationalized. And it's been like hundreds of businesses they've taken over with government force, which is, of course, run a lot of the entrepreneurs out of the country, because if you're an entrepreneur— And you have a business that you set up in Venezuela, and it was successful, and you start seeing other people in business having their businesses literally just taken from them, because that's what, for listeners that don't know, that's what nationalization is, where the government comes (laughs) in and says, oh, mine. And just take everything that you've done, everything you've created, all the buildings, all the cars, all the you know equipment, the capital, uh, the employees, they just take it.
2: And for those not listening, I mean, for those not paying very close attention, that's pretty much what we have in the United States as well. It's
0: getting there. Well, I mean they haven't really nationalized industry in the United States. But if you during don't pay COVID, your taxes,
2: they're going to take your property from you.
0: Well, that's true, but that's a little different. Nationalization is different. That's nationalization is we believe this industry will do better under the tutelage of the Venezuelan government and it is now okay. ours. It is a total takeover. Although during COVID in the early days they did use some sort of war powers act to force manufacturers to manufacture things like uh hand sanitizer do you remember that
1: no i didn't yeah, hear that about happened. that
0: happened mm-hmm. yeah i think it was it was hand sanitizer of course they would and, of course
1: if i was a hand sanitizer uh in the production uh i wouldn't uh i wouldn't have it I, you wouldn't have to tell me to make my hand sanitizer right, it, was other com- it was like companies that like made other, yeah, stuff like alcohol real okay distillers now that, or would, now that would be a problem yeah unless i was making good good bank
0: yeah so there were things like that it wasn't just the that there were like the masks were being forced, some other companies were being forced to make masks. So it does exist to some extent where the government gang in the U.S. can right. step in and at gunpoint uh, threaten people. Of course, we saw in Canada where the Canadian or uh, the Ottawa government forced the tow truck drivers at the threat of violence to come in and actually tow the uh, the truckers from out in front of the Parliament. Which is why the tow truck drivers were covering their faces yep. and their trucks with their logos, or covering up all their logos because they were so embarrassed.
1: Now, if a bunch of U.S. corporations all got together and started—I don't know—boycotting uh, Russia, just uh, just that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. Would that be like stage one of national nationalism, nationalization? Of that's co- just of straight companies? up
0: corporatism. I mean, that's just like corporate obedience to the state. They're not being forced to. That's but, that's, but that's what them I mean. Off. But
1: they're all doing it, and it's all. Uh, it's all political.
0: Yeah, PepsiCo, Coca-Cola, McDonald's and Starbucks now according to CNBC.com are going to suspend almost all of their business operations in Russia.
2: That's a bad business decision.
1: It's a terrible it's business horrible, decision. It's horrible, but it's I don't know, are they trying to get out of the it's way? Signaling. Are they trying to get it like Ford in Nazi Germany when he he's selling plenty of vehicles to the to the Germans right up to the right up to the war. We got more coming up here. You can join us at
0: 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. We hope to see you there. ForkFest.party.
2: Free Talk Live. It is
0: Free Talk Live, and you can join us here. The number is 603 283 6160, kicking off the second hour of the program. We're talking about the change in tune from the mainstream media when it comes to Venezuela now talking about how more capitalistic they are, how much more free they are, and and that, that way it's totally fine to justify the Biden administration going there and begging for oil. So that's uh, still happening here at Free Talk Live. Also on the way, Conan, you're going to share some details from the Pfizer release, which uh, came 55 or 60 years earlier than we were expecting it to. So that's on the way here tonight. Uh, Of course, your calls and thoughts are also coming up. Plus, uh, there's more about Ukraine that we should discuss so much to talk about but of course you can bring up anything uh and aria is still recovering from a throat operation more than a month ago and you gave the uh, the story from venezuela a good a good shot i tried yeah and uh and you can only do so much and i definitely appreciate you being here and, and coming back on the air with us so i'm going to pick up the ball here because i've got the story in front of me and uh, they talk about the Bolivar, which we've been following the worthless decline of the bolivar for many years now and as they acknowledge here the u.s dollar has over the last year become venezuela's unofficial currency appearing in cafeteria menus and and mom-and-pop shop windows blocks from the presidential palace and keep in mind this used to be illegal if you were to accept the dollar at your business you could have your business raided and shut down and probably face criminal charges now the government doesn't care because the government guys uh, the gangsters there realized that if they didn't let people use the dollar the people of venezuela were going to kill them that they were going to burn them out of their offices you can only starve
2: people for so long yeah
0: and it was a desperate move on their part to just leave them alone and that's what they did and across the capital according to this website here batimes.com.ar that's what we're sharing this from bodegas filled with french champagne vacuum sealed salmon and grana padano italian cheese appeared where bankrupt shops had once been the bolivar the official currency has become worthless through years of hyperinflation quote what we saw wasn't a liberalization but a permissiveness and in some cases a legal framework that existed but wasn't enforced unquote said tamara herrera the chief economist at caracas-based consultancy Sintesis financiera Quote, the need arose because of progressively intensifying U.S. sanctions. The new decrees show the government's fiscal hunger and punitive nature. Now, that's always the the thing that they place the blame on in countries like Venezuela and North Korea. They love to blame the U.S. sanctions for all of their economic
1: woes. You're talking the Venezuelans or yeah. everyone in general? Because I blame them as well.
0: No, I've... it's the Venezuelan socialism is what their problem
1: yeah, is. Yeah, but it's partly sanctions. That's I part mean, of there's the no
0: doubt that sanctions have an
1: effect. They should
2: be able to survive internally with their own economy. Like, if the entire world was like, no, we're going we're gonna to boycott the United States, and the, the United States would be able to survive. Right. It, you- it
0: would be bumpy. Venezuela is a temperate climate, right? Like it's a it's a pretty hot place, it's tropical, right? So they can grow year round food in Venezuela. So they could certainly feed their own people there. They could certainly have a robust economy if they actually had the freedom to do so. But they don't. It's a socialist economy, and that's why you know it's been absolute garbage for as long but as. But he and their
1: maple syrup. They're not getting their maple syrup from Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you you are correct. But it's not just the sanctions of. Everything that's being imported, or what, or, or tariffs that are put on exports, but it's also the they their oil industry was has a lot of competition out there. Yep, and, and, now- and by the way, that's so I I, I blame that. By the way, is the number one issue. Was the competition? The competition. Well, well they have which less is which competition is, which, now? Which is what? Well, they've they've destabilized the country. Now they can just move in there with this new uh, this new deal. Well, in a, in a free market
0: st- with with oil, which no one has, but in a freer market w- of oil where there's actually real competition within Venezuela, which there was not. There was just the one public corporation. Yeah, but I'm talking.
1: I'm talking other. I'm talking country uh, companies are across. The, I know the what globe. you're saying, right. but.
0: The, a socialist-run company cannot compete on the world stage in any meaningful sense because the other companies, if they're not run by governments, if they're run privately, they're just more nimble. They're able to, to do more than a socialist-run uh, system. And the Venezuelan government was relying—one of the reasons why they failed as hard as they did was they were expecting the price of oil was just going to keep on going up. Right. But then competition brought the price of oil down and— they had you know they had no plan for that basically so oil production after plunging for nearly a decade is establishing finally or stabilizing at 800,000 barrels a day stemming from or some of the economic hemorrhaging this year's projected contraction while still stunning at 10% is a far cry from the 35% from a year ago and 65% in the past 5 years The country's constituent assembly approved a value-added tax last month to reap benefit from the estimated 70% of all transactions this year set to occur in dollars. So that's how much it has shifted in just one year's time, going from all legal transactions being in the boulevard to now
1: 30%.
2: And they're going to kill it by increasing taxes.
1: You know what sucks about this? If you if you live through this, if Venezuelans live through this and watch the the Bolivar explode like it did, and it's going to happen again with the U.S. dollar, <laughs>
0: mm, that'll
2: be harsh
1: <laughs> within their yeah. own, within their lifetime. Well, well that's got- the
2: issue, right? They haven't learned anything. How many no. times has Venezuela knocked zeros off their currency, and the Venezuelan people are at still least just three
1: like, that I'm aware
0: of.
2: Maybe it'll work this time.
0: I think a lot of people know that it doesn't work. That's why they're going to the dollar because they see it as a more stable option. And by comparison, it is. I mean, they all are losing value. The dollar is certainly losing value at almost a record clip. It's certainly at record highs in the last 40 years, according to the government's own numbers. And we're going to get the February numbers probably within the next week, from what I understand. So maybe it'll be in the two, uh, the double digits, because last month it was 9.7% was the uh, official pr- i think that was either the producer or the consumer i forget which one uh, which one it was but it was very high uh quote we are doing this now because there are signs that point to a recovery on the economy says a socialist party lawmaker at the national constituent assembly he's referring to the tax on the dollar sales so yep like, oh, okay we see the, the the economy's recovering so we need to tax it that's what yeah. they're saying <laughs> Quote, but we have a highly speculative economy in which price fixers, especially merchants, take every opportunity to set and obtain extraordinary profits and incentives for national production must be created through more efficient policies, she said. So what does the, that even mean? It just goes to show they, they don't know anything. <laughs> they have not learned a single lesson. They, they see money moving like all government people and they must what? tax it. And they just want to control Uh, Of course, it's ironic for them to call the people in the market price fixers. Right. That's, you know, that's all the Venezuelan government does. Right. That's that's one of the reasons why the Venezuelan government has failed so hard is because they mandated that companies fix their prices and therefore ran those businesses out of business because they wanted some companies to sell at below cost.
2: Right. There are two different values of the Bolivar, whether you measure it in the real U.S. dollar amount or the G- Venezuelan government's official dollar amounts. Right. And there's a huge difference between the two.
0: Uh, So this has meant an abrupt return to some statist socialism. Venezuela's price control agency claimed it inspected more than 1,900 stores in January. Commerce Minister Anaida Laya recently announced 135 agents have been dispatched across the country to, quote, end the speculative economy, unquote. Scrutiny had declined in recent months. The government is watching closely again. To,
1: to do what? To regulate the prices? Yeah, in the they're stores? still at
0: it. The, the they're back at it is what they're saying here. So but the, they
1: can't are they? But are they able to control? So they can control the boulevard, but can they say, "All right, you have to yes. you have to provide this this sandwich at two dollars U S dollars"? They can do
0: that, yeah. And that's what that's what I was saying. They did that to some businesses, and, and what, they ran and what out happens of if they
1: find out some Yahoo merchant is uh, selling? for what the criminal v- charges for what the sandwiches actually were yeah
0: you go, to, you go down uh, now I don't know if they do it to sandwiches there are certain categories right so there's certain things that They're they
1: will are probably trying to blind eye to sandwiches I think I hate this I think I hate this person more than I hate tax, uh, tax collectors yeah this
0: is an entire agency the price control price, agency price fixers mhm the number here is 603-283-6160. It just goes to show they don't understand the economy, they don't understand markets, and they believe they can control everything from top to bottom. So things haven't changed that much. It's just they're now letting people use the dollar. There's more but coming not up. But at the fair market rate. You can join us. It is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Andy, you can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you tonight, you've got
1: Ian. How are you?
0: And Conan. Don't forget, you can join us online anytime you want. Head on over to freetalklive.com, and you can enjoy various features that we have there, including our social media site, that we run it's on our server so therefore the big tech media types like facebook uh, twitter they have no control over what you say over at social.freetalklive.com that's social.freetalklive.com we're sharing the latest propaganda about venezuela which to be fair to this piece it does get into how socialism is still in place in venezuela So on one hand, they're claiming that, oh, well, things are so much more capitalistic. And then halfway through the article, they get into the fact that the price control agency, which had declined its scrutiny in recent months, is all of a sudden back on the job and going from business to business, inspecting more than 1,900 stores in just the month of January alone. To make sure that they were pricing according to the government's
1: mandates mm, 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 what mm. they're
2: really doing is making sure that people are paying the appropriate protection
1: fee for sure to the off to the, to the latest mafia group yeah that's ultimately all this is That's all it is
0: yep and you know what i was just looking to see uh the website that i used to go to every time we talked about venezuela in the last decade uh, i would always go to delartoday.com. And promote the hell out of the site because it's a really interesting site that actually gave you the black market rates for uh, what the the bolivar was worth. So what could in you tra- right? So what could you trade one U.S. dollar for on the black market in Venezuela, and how many bolivar would you get? Because uh, as you mentioned earlier, I believe Aria, there was a government. There is still an official government rate, an exchange rate, a, a, a set exchange rate of one U.S. dollar is worth X bolivar. And then there's the actual rate of what it's really worth to the people. And that's why you'd have to go to the black market. And that number on dollar today would constantly just go up. Over you go one week, you go the next week, you go the next week, and it's just up, 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 up the amount of Bolivars that you would get for the dollar. Then when they did the redenomination in 2018, where they knocked five zeros, I believe, off of the the value of the Bolivar at that time. And they re denominated from the Boulevard Fuerte, which means strong Boulevard, to the Boulevard Soberano, which means, ironically enough, sovereign Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Uh, when they did that, the, the amount of Boulevards per, for $1 went down to like 72. So it had been like in the millions, and it went down to 72 the next day, because that was the new right. redenomination. And immediately after that, it started going up, and it was going up and up and up and up. And by the time they re-denominated again in October of 2021, just three years later, and knocked, I believe, six zeros this time off of the boulevard, it had it had gone up to four-something million boulevard to $1. So it went from 72 boulevard in August of 2018, up to 4.4 million Bolivar at the very end of the so-called Sovereign Bolivar. Then what they did was they re-denominated, they knocked six zeros off the Sovereign Bolivar, so therefore a 100,000 Bolivar note became a one Bolivar note. Okay, Just imagine imagine having that much
2: wealth stolen from you overnight, man.
0: Well, I mean, it isn't any more wealth. It's just they're uh, they're acknowledging that it's this thing is worthless. Paper. Yeah, so it's just a re. It's just a, a fudging the numbers basically. the The hundred thousand boulevard isn't wealth. It was garbage. Well, it's
2: supposed to be a representation of wealth, right? Well, in theory, but like it wouldn't if you even buy you a slice of bread sitting at home. And then suddenly, the U.S. government was like, "Oh yeah, by the way, that's only going to buy a dollar worth of stuff from now on." Yeah, that's I mean, what that's... they
0: did, but it really wasn't buying more than a dollar's worth anyway. True. Is the point? So, anyway, they did that, and then what? What was really weird was I went to the Dollar Today website, and I noticed that they had changed the numbers again. Right, it had gone down from four four million or whatever down to like just four or five, hmm. and here we are now, six months later, almost at this point. And it's still just four point41 hmm. dollars per boulevard and that or sorry, bolivar per dollar. is your sites and is your
1: site still legit?
0: That's what I'm wondering. the weird thing is there's still like news that's being posted to the site. I don't know if it's just grabbing that from some news feed or what the deal is there. Their Twitter feed is uh, is being updated. So I don't understand that because when I, I, and then if you start trying to look around to find like a conversion between like other websites to convert between the Bolivar and the U.S. dollar, it gets very confusing because according to Wikipedia, the new term for the Venezuelan Bolivar is the VED instead of the VEF, which is what it was previously. But you can't find VED anywhere. So if you go to Z.com, com, which has a converter, it does have a U.S. dollar to VEF, Venezuelan Bolivar, conversion. And according to that, $1 will get you 432,558 VEF. So they're using the
2: old currency still. It's very confusing.
0: Maybe they are. That would make sense, right?
2: I think so. Wasn't that about the rate of the old one?
0: Mm, no, because if they knocked six zeros off of that, that, that would oh, be... You know. Know. Not quite the same. But then if you look at the chart over the last month, the actual amount of Bolivar you get per dollar has actually been going down. So a month ago, it was 450,000 and change, boulevards, and now it's 432,000 and change. So it's very confusing. It's not like anything has happened like this in the last uh, decade, basically, that we've been watching this. Uh, so I don't know how to explain it, and there's no real explanation on Dalar today as to why things are so steady-seeming. As well, didn't
2: you say that 70% of their commerce is now being done in USD? Yeah, That, that could is, be a stabilizing factor.
0: That's what I'm thinking, and that's the, the best explanation I can come up with, is this news story, or this quote-unquote news story here that we've been sharing, does claim that in the last year it has gone from— Overtly, zero dollars in sales from the different businesses in Venezuela to seventy percent of all sales in US dollar. And so yeah, I think you're right. That could be a stabilizing factor for the uh the new what they call the digital Bolivar.
1: That's the new term for the current. Oh, that's version why it's V F D. Mm-hmm. Yeah or so, VED whatever whatever it is yeah so the old the old rate was, or the old currency was VES mm-hmm. right and, so the, and the new one is v, VEF the the sober sober that's soberano. soberano,
0: but that ended in October now it's the VED so there's no real like clear answer cuz z.com still calling it the VEF which is like years old now at this point so it's very very strange if you're in Venezuela and you can clear this up for us like what's the actual black market rate of the the
1: dollar If anyone Uh, is even using VED. Yeah, right. Maybe it's more than 70%. Maybe they're they're all just using dollars and crypto, U.S. dollars. Yeah, I would like to know
0: what the status is with crypto there. From what we hear, the whole claim that there's like a whole bunch of crypto transactions is just propaganda from the, the crypto side of things. I mean, there's probably some. Yeah, surely there are some but I I would like to know more. If you want to weigh in, the number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can share your thoughts with us here. We're going to get into more on Venezuela Plus. Coming up, the Pfizer data that has now come out under a judge's order. It was supposed to take most of the next 100 years before they released this.
1: This is is what got them emergency use authorization.
0: And we'll get into it coming up here. And the number is 603-283-6160. If you want to join the program, If you want to take control of the airwaves, bring up whatever's on your mind here on Free Talk Live 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live, and you can bring up whatever you'd like. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here in the studio with you, you've got Ian. Aria. And Conan. Don't forget, you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. Features there are free, so enjoy them. Archive's going back for years over at freetalklive.com, we're sharing uh, some news about Venezuela, looking at the fact that now that business is apparently booming in a way that it hasn't in years in Venezuela, thanks to the fact that the government gang there had looked the other way when it comes to dollarizing the country, allowing people finally to allow uh, business owners to post prices in dollars, to accept payment of dollars publicly. This used to be illegal. Now it's Okay. And so that has resulted now in as many as 70% of the country's transactions being done in dollars, because even though we understand that dollars are terrible, they're not as terrible as the Bolivar as far as their inflation is concerned, and the Venezuelan people understand that. But now the price control agency has been let loose again, and in January, according to the story at the Buenos Aires Times... The uh, 1,900 stores were inspected, quote unquote, by the Price Control Agency, and they've released as many as 135 agents across the country to, quote unquote, end the speculative economy. Here's what one business owner and, said: and
1: and no doubt to see what you're actually making in revenue, yep. so that we so that you can be taxed accordingly.
0: Here's what one business owner said, Maria Luisa Pereira, who sells flour, rice, and condiments at her market in Western Caracas. She said, quote, they came last week to tell us to cut our profits to 30 percent, which we had to do
1: because they would, you know, they would find tro- out. close your business. Either either, somewhat, either an irate customer would complain because they're having to pay more than what they knew that it was supposed to be, or according to the government. Right,
0: and if you don't do it, you go to jail or, you know, they hurt you. She says, but it hurt our business. How can we survive on so little with hyperinflation? They hadn't been here in months, and now they threatened us to come two more times in February. We're afraid, she said. Hmm. Meanwhile, fewer
1: Venezuelans are leaving, according to two polling firms. Well, not at at this rate. They keep up their you know, their tactics, people are going to leave again. Debt
0: Analysis and Delphos, in a December report from Data Analysis, those expressing a desire to leave the country fell to just 38%, down five points from a year before. That's still a full third of the, right. the, uh, the country that wants to leave. Of those who emigrated in the last five years, that is to say, left the country, 17% or about 1 million have returned over the same period, the data show. Maduro's government says it's overseen the return of more than seventeen thousand since twenty eighteen through the quote unquote come back to the fatherland plan that they have. So there sounds like they might be trying to bribe people.
1: That's, uh, I to am come wondering back.
0: exactly that.
1: How much were they paid uh, to come back?
0: The United Nations still projects this year the number of emigrating Venezuelans will surpass the six million Syrians who've been driven from their homeland. There's been an irony about the Venezuelan immigration the government knows but doesn't mention. Those who leave send remittances in dollars and also reduce the numbers needing to be fed and housed. So every person that leaves becomes more productive because they can actually work in somewhere like the United States where they can make some money and then send money back to their family members. That, yeah. makes, that makes good sense. Echo
1: Analytica. But now, but now they're back. Well, at least 17,000 of them. Some of them. That doesn't sound like a whole lot to me, by the way.
0: Says a re, uh, remittances have risen from U.S. $2.7 billion in 2018 to what it estimates will be $4 billion this year. So there's a little bit more information from you. The number, if you want to join us here, is 603-283-6160. Luis Vicente León, the head of DEN analysis, stated the emigration of Venezuelans has slowed recently, not only because of new opportunities at home, but because of new restrictions and xenophobic backlash abroad. He said those barriers in those countries are increasing dramatically to make exit more difficult, especially for those without visas or resources. Also, with the dollarization, staying home seems to be less traumatic than emigrating. One lawyer who's just returned from Buenos Aires said she found life there hard. Quote, At the beginning, they required me to work too many hours, 15 hours a day sometimes, and they paid me much less than a minimum wage. I couldn't complain or I'd get fired. They made me stand for 10 hours straight. I only had 15 minutes to eat, and many times I had to eat standing. Well, to me, that just sounds like a lawyer getting a real job for once and actually having to uh, work for a There was very little,
2: living. she said, that didn't sound like your average fast food job.
0: You right. Know? You've worked at a, a pizza place for a very long time. What are your your hours typically like there on a day?
2: There were There was never like a 15-hour shift, but there were some 12-hour shifts, and... You and you're sm- on your feet
0: the yeah. whole time. You
2: get smoke breaks, but there's no lunch break or anything. You don't get a 15-minute lunch break or whatever. You eat right. if you get a chance to eat. Mm-hmm. And you hope it. that you get that chance.
0: And that's in the United States. Yeah. Right? Uh, He had rented a room in an apartment he had shared with two others and also felt unwelcome often, saying some of the Argentine managers are xenophobic. Once they told a Venezuelan partner that he had come from Venezuela like a cockroach. In Venezuela, we have water and electricity failures, but at least I live in my house. In Argentina, it's true I could walk around safely at night and there are a lot of cultural events, but I spent all my time working, often being mistreated, and the money wasn't enough. I'm putting my hopes in dollarization, he concluded.
1: Hmm. Mm-mm-mm.
0: Well, I mean, that dollar will save you. It
2: doesn't sound like <laughs> Argentina was a very good choice.
0: Well, he did admit he could walk around safely at night, which is, you know, <laughs> that sounds like an improved situation and than there was, getting and robbed there was food to eat. Yeah. I mean, look, that's the life of a lot of people is they spend all their time working. Right. Especially if they have families True. mouths to feed, that kind of thing. Um, it's not easy necessarily to make ends meet. And again, it just sounds to me like a privileged attorney. Who's had to do something a little more normal with his time, complaining about his experience there. So now he wants to go back to Venezuela, where he can become an attorney again and get paid
1: stacks and stacks of dollars instead of you know minimum wage. Maybe even going after uh, the merchants who are uh, failing to comply with the, these new regulations. Well, yeah, he's
0: working for the state. Oh yeah, that's what exactly. Well, if, what would want, be if doing. he wants his
1: cushion is it a he or
0: a she? By the way, the name sounded um, female, but it was actually a male.
1: Well, whoever, they, that's the way you do it. You go get a nice cushy job with the government. and uh, Every job in Venezuela is a job for the government, isn't it? Oh, good point there. If you're in a socialist, a completely socialized country, then uh, I guess uh, you're, you're, you're working for the community. The community.
0: So I did a little more looking as to the situation with the Bolivar and why there's no notable inflation like there has been, like insane levels of inflation. And they do acknowledge here that uh, they have slowed the pace of printing money as a result of the mm. dollar becoming the preferred currency. stories stories from Bloomberg.com. Uh, this was printed in January of, of this year. Prices rose just 7.6% in December from November, which that's a lot for the United States, but for Venezuela that's a significant reduction in prices going up, uh, marking a full year with monthly inflation below 50%. The thresholds most economists commonly use to define hyperinflation. Venezuela ended 2021 with inflation at 686%. But keep in mind, the old Bolivar Soberano didn't end until October 2021. So it was after they re-denominated, they started to change how they handled Uh, The money printing situation, and this is an interesting statement from the professor of economics at Catholic University in Caracas. He said, Venezuelan's hyperinflation went as it came. The government didn't take any measures. It just stopped doing what was causing it, which is financing itself via accelerated money printing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Imagine that. They slowed
1: down the printing. Very curious. Very, very curious. It Uh, sounds
2: like they could probably get by by not printing any bolivars, by just adopting the USD like El Salvador did.
0: They, uh, at this point, the reduction in money printing comes as a result of less government spending, which effectively cut the fiscal deficit to less than 10% of the GDP last year from around 30% when hyperinflation began in late 2017. In place of the Bolivar, the country has unofficially adopted the dollar, and at the time of this writing, it was more than 60% of all transactions were taking place in that currency. So that's the answer, basically. And they, they say here that the price of a cup of coffee has only gone up like roughly 10% in the last few months so it's still going up they are still inflating the money supply but in less insane levels there's more on the way here we'll get into uh, the Pfizer situation next and you can join us on Free Talk Live It is Free Talk Live. The phones are open here. You can join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. Bring up whatever's on your mind. 603-283-6160. We took a little detour into the uh, Venezuelan situation. We've been focusing a lot on Ukraine and Russia, and Venezuela came up again in the news because now
1: Now they're friends. The Biden administration- Now they're playing ball. Yeah, the
0: Biden administration wants to be buddies with Venezuela now that Russia uh, has been cut off as a U.S. oil supplier by the Biden administration- Uh, we can talk more about uh, the the Ukraine situation on the way a little bit later on, but uh, we're going to get back into COVID, even though there hasn't been much news as of late. New York City,
1: where's Fauci?
0: Rolling right. Where'd to go. New York City's rolling back its vaccine mandates, apparently, rolling back mask mandates, except for children. I, I heard that now they're still requiring the smallest of small children to wear a mask because well, there's no vaccine. Well, bullies always target the weakest, right. the
2: ones that can't defend themselves the most.
0: The excuse is because there's no vaccine available, <laughs> therefore kids must continue wearing masks. So it ain't over completely in New York City, but... For most people, uh, things are going back to some semblance of normalcy. That even there, even in the Empire State, but at the same time, during all this distraction of this Ukraine going on
1: out which, there, which might be just that—in more words than you know—a mm-hmm. distraction to, to keep our eyes off of you know the last two years.
2: You know, I will say, as I I hate war and everything about it, but I am grateful for the last few weeks of not having to talk about covid like wait what they yeah.
1: just but they just changed it with the, the pieces with another game I,
2: i'm aware but we've been talking
0: about covid it's been
2: exhausting i'm already exhausted from the, i'm already
1: exhausted after this last two weeks of people changing their profile pictures and oh yeah. and, and, and and did you see po- the posting video of these heroic ukrainians or this Z- Zelensky actor i'm tired of this guy he's an actor Actually, he's a friggin he act, and not and not just like any Ronald actor Reagan. not just any actor a comedian actor
0: did you see the lighting downtown in Keene at the
1: different businesses? Don't even tell me. There's, there's <laughs> they, changed it, they changed it to yellow and blue.
0: Blue and yellow lights at uh, Luca's, at the church, at the head of the square, at I think a couple of the businesses on the other side of the square. The new Souls, but like they're all over the place.
1: And these are the these are the same guys who be lining up, kissing their their children goodbye, getting on the plane to go fight mm. in World War Three. It's ridiculous. No they, man, these ex- are,
2: nah. These are these are the white ivory tower liberals, man.
1: Exactly, and that's the most. That's their the kids most. Don't go to war. These, they're, they're, these their kids mm. dodged the draft
2: by going to Canada or being being in college. Or I don't whatever. know about
1: this one. This is this reminds me of World War One, when every all the young men uh, were they were they were dying literally dying to to go fight. In the new war, because they were—I don't know what was going on. I don't know why their lives suck so hard, but it, this was something to do. This was the patriotic thing to do. And I'm—I'm I'm getting that same vibe right okay. now that even liberals would be, like I said, like volunteering lining up. to go, mm. yeah,
2: rather than being drafted. Okay,
1: I believe. So I don't believe 16,000 people have actually called up Zelensky and and said, "Hey, we, you know, we want to come fight with you guys." But I do believe the number is big. I believe that there's a lot of people who are all about this. Because they've been taught their whole lives that Russia bad, mm-hmm. Putin bad. I in my in the eighties when I grew up, it was every single uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, Rambo film. Right. They were always fighting. Guess the who? Russians. The Russians. the Ruskies. Red, red Dawn. the Red, the Reds. Yeah, and uh, and this is we're back to it. What's and,
0: old is new again.
1: Well, it's a new it's a new war. I don't think it ever went away. You know right. what? Let me let me, and I just and I pulled this up. I don't remember reading this, and I'm I'm sure it's actually a quote in there, but it's from 1984. The rage that one felt was an abstract, undirected emotion which could be switched from one object to another like the flame of a blow lamp. That's happening, for sure. We we just saw it. We literally just saw it. COVID to Ukraine. COVID died in a a couple of days. Yeah. And it went straight to, to, to Ukraine. Sure did. It's amazing. It's like it never, it's like COVID never happened, which, by the way, we've been talking for the last two years. Would you would you have known this was actually taking place if the media wasn't bombarding you with this information? No, co- no, I
2: think we said that last week yeah, that no we way. wouldn't know the Ukrainian thing was taking. place. Exactly.
1: Either. It's the exact same type of war. We are always at war with Eurasia.
0: The very same media that pimped COVID is now pimping this man in Ukraine as some sort of you know hero. And he's just another thug politician, yeah. an actor, as you point out.
1: That's exactly what it is. And back to the 1984 uh, uh, allegory, uh, there are Winston Smiths out there, antiheroes, who are rewriting history and who are changing the narrative from one war to the next. They are complicit. They are a part of the game. They know what they're doing. There are TikTokers out there, and there are news people, news uh, talking heads out there who know what's going on. They know the truth. They know that they are lying. No, see, that's I, I think that's where you're wrong. The ones who know what they're doing, they're the ones who get sent to
2: you know Room 101. They, they disappear. They, they get they va- get, re- they get
1: va- or they get vaporized. Yeah,
2: they get removed from the equation. It's the ones who are too stupid to realize what they're doing.
1: At the beginning of the book, Winston knew what he was doing, and um, it wasn't until the yeah. end. Sad story. Uh, uh, spoiler alert. Right. <laughs> Uh, he became a part of the problem he became a part of the situation and he loved his job and he loved big brother and that's but at one point in your life there are people out there who actually know the truth and uh and they are they're your poison you are absolute poison out there and you need to stop it you need to wake up and you need to you need to change your line of work
0: speaking of poison we can talk more about ukraine let's get into the covid uh information that has been released now finally after what they said was going to be seventy something years before it would come out. I don't
1: think they. Oh, they weren't going to do it at all. In in, in January they were talking about. All right, we we could do it in like fifty years or so, but it's going to be like five hundred pages a month.
0: But some judge forced them to do it recently, apparently.
1: And, if, so and, we, and we got this. we got some of the first data on. I believe the, the first of this month, March. Okay.
2: Pfizer was told to release some data
1: on their the COVID data vaccine. they they supposedly used to get emergency use authorization to uh, implement this. MR, this okay. new mRNA technology on us, on the and people. And they said,
2: we have too much of this, so we're going to release 500 pages a month for the next 50 years?
1: Yep. and Really? And someone thought that that was okay. They thought that they would... That's what they said they wanted to do. They said there was too much. We have but, to do it this but way. But now
0: they have to release all of it, or what? Yeah. Okay, so it's all been released at this point?
1: No, no, I don't no. I don't believe so. All right, so what has But the information released? that has been released is very telling. This okay. is from you, EuroWeeklyNews.com. As the war rages on in Ukraine, and the eyes of the world are fixed on the tragic events in Europe, the U.S. Food and Drug Administration has slowly started to release Pfizer COVID nineteen vaccine data to the public. Something that they had originally wanted to do until twenty (laughs) ninety six. While reports of are they would it would take them up to twenty ninety six to release all of the data. Not all. Okay. They wouldn't wait until twenty ninety six to release it all in one one lump.
2: And, and the FDA was doing this essentially on Pfizer's behalf rather Correct. than Pfizer themselves the, doing it.
1: Are, are they any different? Are they not the same organization? They are.
2: They're but in bed. I, to, I
1: know that they're sleeping in the same bed. To most people listening, they're not. While reports of vaccine side effects continue to roll in across the globe, the FDA's initial request of 75 years to hmm. release the data, which is linked to its decision in December 2020 to grant Pfizer BioNTech emergency use authorization for its MRNA vaccine was finally turned down and subsequently a judge ordered the release of data to begin in March, citing the request as paramount to public importance. I agree hmm. with that. The data request came uh, from the public health of medical professionals, the PHMP. I'm not familiar with these guys demanding more transparency who sued the FDA under a freedom of information due to the FDA's initial request of only releasing a minimum of 500 pages a month. In January, a court order, U.S. Di- uh, U.S. District Judge Mark Pittman of the Northern District of Texas, required the FDA to release around 12,000 documents immediately, and then 55,000 pages a month until all documents are released, totaling 300,000 pages. <laughs> Man. On March 1, the FDA finally produced its first 10,000 pages of Pfizer clinical trial documents, and after securing the release of the data, Aaron Seary, a lawyer working on, the, uh, working on the case, told Endpoints News, "...our job was to get the documents. We leave it to the scientists and others to analyze."
0: Yeah, you're going to have to uh, crowdsource this, uh, this analysis. And uh, absolutely. I, I can't even imagine. 10,000
1: I mean, like that, but they're talking about 300,000 total.
0: I've looked through uh, thousands of pages of discovery in the Crypto 6 criminal case, and let me tell you, it is a hell of a task just looking through boring uh, discovery. Absolutely. To actually yeah. have to look through medical
1: data. That's got to be a real brutal slog. And the way these guys do it, they make it intentionally difficult to, mm. to navigate. But you've files got some, here and there, and links to this yeah. and that, and it's just—it's intentionally confusing because they don't want to get sued. But you've got some ugly gems
0: that you want to share with us. Oh, absolutely.
1: Okay, here I go. have nine pages of them. All right, well, there's to, thirty. There's thirty pages, but nine of them are—they should have you concerned if you actually were a part of the experiment.
0: And by They're, part of the experiment, you mean you have got took a vaccine. The jab. Uh, there's more coming up here. We're going to get into that on the way in hour number three. That's coming next, and you can join the show at 603-283-6160. Bring up whatever's on your mind here on Free Talk Live.
2: Free Talk Live.
0: It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open here, and... The number is 603-283-6160. As we launch into the third hour of the program with you tonight, it's Ian and Conan. Of course, you can bring up anything. That's the point of the show. Uh, We're talking right now about the release or the beginnings of a long set of documents that are going to be coming out, 300,000 pages Mm -hmm. uh, of information from Pfizer Specifically regarding their vaccine for COVID. Correct. This is
1: this is coming from the FDA.
0: And it's information that is being forced to be released sooner than it was originally scheduled, which was, was scheduled over the next 75 years. They're saying yep. it needs to be done basically now, in the
1: next year. The, the judge uh, who made this happen said this is paramount to public importance. You need to you release this information because I know a lot of people uh, got into this. I got into bed with this new, this program, and uh, if there's any information out there that could be, uh, you know, could hurt them down the road, they need to know now. Uh, of course, of course, of course, is it too late now?
2: How much data sampling did they do? Three hundred thousand pages is an insane. As, amount I, under, of as data. I
1: understand it, I couldn't I couldn't find it on the the PDF that the thirty pages that that, that have been released or that I have access to because it seems to be redacted. Or I, maybe I'm not understanding how this their link works, but I'm thinking I'm thinking seven million uh, were, were were followed, and uh, uh, this is that's the information they use to uh, to compile this this data. Okay. okay. So what but, did you learn? So according to Endpoint News, among, from the first ten
0: thousand pages, right? Just just ten thousand
1: okay. uh, released March uh, March first, and uh, supposedly twelve thousand a month. Are oh, 12,000 immediately, and so we've only gotten... Okay. So 10K.
0: 12,000 right up front, right up and front then 50,000 per month. A month. So roughly for the next six or so months.
1: So among the documents released, one shows a nearly 2.9 million user fee payment to FDA from Pfizer. Oh. Well, we knew that. Well, that that's we not just Pfizer. That's all of them. That's Moderna. That's Johnson right. & Johnson. That's all of these boys. They are in bed with FDA. And You
0: said 2.9 billion?
1: 2.9 million. Oh, million? That's jump change. And I
2: mean, that's we've nothing. known that since like the the late, I mean the early 2000s, the FDA has been p- pay to play for a very long that's time. That's
0: it. I figured it'd be way more than that. I mean, 2.9 million? That's
1: that's what we found out in the first 10,000 pages. Okay, yeah. That's...
0: I mean, if my understanding is, it costs billions of dollars for uh, for these companies to put their medicines through the FDA approval process. So maybe that's just one of many fees or something like that, because that seems really low. I yeah. mean,
1: now now that I've said it out loud, it does yeah. it does seem pretty low. But yeah. I mean, when you when you consider all of the drug companies who are trying to get all, their all, all of these guys are trying to get their drug passed sure. every, every single year. Um, well, i'm just
0: saying i've heard that it's billions because it, and this approved. is just
1: one vaccine i mean how right. many how many vaccines are they trying to get past last year or in 2020 maybe maybe saying, maybe all of them maybe all low. of them together equal billions
0: that's not i think that's a fraction of what they uh, they paid the fda but anyway
1: so they paid a 2.9 million dollar user fee uh that the fda received from pfizer uh, and others which show a Fast-track designation letter, which is not typically released, confidential non-clinical overview for the vaccine, Pfizer's request for a waiver from adding a suffix to the vaccine's name, which is also not typically released, and a long list of anonymized trial subjects who didn't receive the vaccine as randomized. Huh. Huh. The Children's Health Defense notes that a 38-page report was also included with the documents that features an appendix called List of Adverse Events of Special Interest. The okay. list The list notes 1,291 different adverse events following the Pfizer COVID vaccine. And I have a list. I think it's like nine pages, and it's just wall-to-wall. Wall, uh, cardiac this, epilepsy mm-hmm. this, brain melt this, um,
2: Brain melt.
1: That's one I just made up off okay. the top of my head.
2: <laughs> the this, one that got my attention.
1: This, <laughs> it it probably actually is a thing that actually happens, but it's called something in Latin. It's something mm, si- yeah. sciency.
0: Now this twelve hundred, this uh, twelve hundred items that you're talking about, the twelve hundred side effects or or whatever. Almost thirteen hundred. Let's say thirteen hundred. Now was this in their trials prior to the release on the populace oh yeah okay
1: just to clarify so
0: obviously there's been more than that that, and
1: i think that this article actually discusses that that actual uh uh, quality that uh we're going to find out a lot more down the road this is just the the initial uh response this is a bombshell said children's health defense chd president and general counsel mary holland At least now we know why the FDA and Pfizer wanted to keep this data under wraps for 75 years. Mm -hmm. These findings should put an immediate end to the Pfizer COVID vaccines. It won't. The potential for serious harm is very clear, and those injured by the vaccines are prohibited from suing suing, Pfizer for damages. (laughs) Isn't Pfizer the only
2: one that actually got full FDA approval? The rest are still operating on emergency? Correct.
1: Uh, correct. Mm. Yes. Uh, Well, uh, let's be very clear here. Pfizer's moad Comernity mm-hmm. got FDA approval. Legally though, they say that it's the same thing. Comernity is the same as the Pfizer BioNTech uh vaccine. Right. But le- it's, it's, but legally it is not. Hmm. So if you get sick, uh you still can't sue. No,
0: you can't sue. Well, I can't, because, because, because it, I didn't get the vaccine. Well, correct. Well, this is the uh the I think the most important takeaway here is it doesn't matter what's in these 300,000 pages not it's not going like you can see the worst of the worst as far as side effects and them acknowledging that this is dangerous and it won't make any difference from a legal perspective as far as people actually getting any kind of compensation well you can get
1: you might be able to get some from that that vaccine damages uh fund that this federal uh, government that that was set up many many years ago that that i I believe big pharma lobbied for because they didn't Mm want to get sued that's, and by the way, if you want to fix any of this, that's the first thing you do. You just, you, you you remove this uh, uh, inability to sue these companies for damages, and all of this will stop overnight. The, 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 the Yeah, but big they're not far- going to do that. They're, of course they're not. They're, they're buddies. They're buddies. We know this. So and they're
0: not going to face any kind of serious consequences for this. That's just my prediction here. It's not going to matter what's in this report. People are going to get the, the same people who are already concerned about vaccines are going to be rightfully upset at finding this out. The rest of the people are still going to tell themselves, well, at least I didn't get COVID.
1: Yeah, Well, they're not going to even hear this news. This that, news is right. never going to reach them. It's never yeah, going to true. be allowed inside their bubble. And they're never even going to know. Absolutely. This. I mean, I can, and I can tell some of some of these people who live in these bubbles, I can tell them on at work on next Saturday and it'll go, it'll, well, yeah. it'll go in one year it will they won't it'll go in one year and out the other yeah. because they have to cognitive dissonance they've been wearing masks this whole time and there's some of them are still, still wearing masks by the way um, they they can't if they were to accept this information for what it is uh, that would mean that they were wrong the whole time
0: I saw one of my neighbors walk out of their house with a mask on today.
1: They're never these; those are the people who are never going to allow this information <laughs> yeah. in, into their sacred lives. Right? They took they well, took the too vac- heavily
2: invested in the myth. Right. They, right.
1: they embraced the vaccine, and yes, exactly. It's, it's the
2: same reason a lot of people never leave cults. they never leave what cults. Oh, cults. They're just so but, heavily but, invested. Yeah, in but it. they
1: yeah, but they do. Well, some do. Some do, and sometimes the cults don't last. They kind of fall apart. I'm thinking a lot, especially communes. They just don't last. They don't work. But yes, people do wake up from cults.
2: But cognitive I'm not saying people don't wake up from cults. But the reason people get into cults and become invested in them and don't leave, even if they they realize it's a cult, is because they you know invested in it for the last 15 years of their life. It's all they know. It's all they have.
1: Yeah, and until they're they've it's just ruined their lives, and they wake up finally from it and they realize that they're never going to get they're never going to fix themselves which is what they thought the cult would do, uh, unless they get out of it. And by the way, this is all mass psychosis. This oh, is mass yeah. psychosis formation, or I'm sorry, mass formation, where these people are hypnotized and they have a problem. There's something that sucks in their lives. And this, this, the vaccine and the masks and the, and this, and the locking up and staying away from society and ordering everything online uh, was what they were told to do in order to, to get through this. And they embraced it like a cult.
0: Yeah, and it must be really hard to and come to that conclusion that you were wrong about. And now
1: you have like a new, you have a new mass formation that's that is being fed to you uh and that is the the Ukraine invasion.
0: We got more on the way here. Uh you've got some more I mentioned highlights, a couple low more lights, a uh, couple more points from this report. The beginnings of it. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can join the show. It is Free Talk Live. Are open. You're invited. If you want to join the show, 603-283-6160. Ian Aria and Conan in the studio tonight. That's 603-283-6160. And coming up this summer, actually, yeah, I guess first week of summer. Uh, it's going to be Fork Fest. The sixth annual Fork Fest. Hard to believe there's already been six of these things, but that's coming soon. Four months. From now you'll be able to join us june twenty seventh through july third at Rogers Campground, the beautiful white mountains of New Hampshire. Fork Fest is a fork of the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which, by the way, sold out last year that is to say, the Porcupine Freedom Festival, sold out for the first time ever in 2021. I did uh, run into Dennis, who's the organizer of the Porcupine Freedom Festival this weekend. He had called our show maybe three or so weeks ago now at this point to kind of give us an update on the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And at that time, he had said 82% of it was sold out. 82% of the tickets were sold out. The whole campground already is sold out for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. And so I asked him for an update this weekend, say, you know, how close are you to sold out now cuz it's been a few weeks. He right. said 94% at this point. Now, he did say they are considering expanding the tickets beyond what they had last year, and what he was saying was like this year they're saying they may do 200 their their ticket count is 2500 that's their okay. their top level. He's saying what they might do to kind of expand it a bit is make it so it's 2,500 adult tickets and then have the, the kids' tickets be on top of that. So, like, right now, 2,500 is the max, including both adults and kids. So he's saying they would expand the adult max to 2,500 and then whatever kids would be on top of that. So they haven't made that decision yet. I think
2: that's a bad idea.
0: So right now, that has not been put into play. So presuming they don't make that decision... Twenty five hundred's the max and they're at ninety-four percent of that. So if you're thinking about going to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, you ought to get your tickets for that thing right away. Go to porkfest.com to do that. And then of course the week after, it's June twenty-seventh through July 3rd for Forkfest, which is the decentralized sort of after party, if you will, for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It takes the takes place the week afterwards. It's way more laid back, nowhere near as many people attending. And all you got to do to attend the uh, Forkfest is just get yourself a camping site, RV site or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. You can join us for Independence Day. And that's a great thing to do, by the way. It's a great place to be for Independence Day is here in the Shire with other freedom lovers and you get a cool fireworks show if you're uh, if you're lucky, unless it like rains or something like that. You get a really killer fireworks show from the campground itself that weekend. You can connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms. Just get over to Party to learn more about the event. As we go to Mark Edge, uh, one of our co-hosts, who I believe you're calling from Florida tonight?
4: I am in Florida, and that's what I kind of want to talk to you about briefly is, is uh, just two, to- two topics. Uh, but one of the things is the experience of uh, masks in Florida and the experience of masks in New Hampshire. I was up in New Hampshire, I think— like ten days ago, and um, I, uh, you know, on two occasions, I didn't go into very many stores. But on two occasions, one I went into a Walmart, had to get some packing materials, and they were—they had a friendly little uh, fellow there uh, saying, uh, "Can I interest you in a mask, sir? A mask, sir? Did you want a mask before you go?" <laughs> this was in Walmart. Then, uh, they don't ask
2: you to put one correct. on; they just ask if you would like one.
1: What, what town were you in? Keene. There's a, yeah, well, hold on, Ian, because I've, I have seen this man accost other customers. He won't even look at me. It has never happened to me. He's there. He's, he usually hides behind the carts when I walk in. I've I just, never I, even I think, seen it happen. Because I give him the evil eye and he walks away from me.
0: I've never even seen it happen to anybody else at this one. I haven't either. I always just
2: walk right by. The guy never asks me. I know he's there and I know what he's doing, but he's never been like, hey, would you like a mask? I'm
1: like, he's never bothered. Strange. I think he's seen enough thousands like of people true. go through that. He just he knows who's going to uh, get yeah, him the col- cold children. Yeah, yeah. Maybe yeah.
0: you just look like a pushover, Mark. Have you ever considered that?
1: Ah, getting down to well, it.
4: All I guys- know is that when I go into um, a big box <laughs> store, I don't go to Walmart here. It's not uh, very close, but uh, I can tell you at the tar- local Target, they don't bother putting out a uh, individual that asks about masks. They don't bother-, bother putting out free masks out front, which Walmart was littered with. Free so masks they don't care
2: everywhere. about hiring the elderly. Down in Florida is what you're saying.
4: All I'm saying is is that it looks like uh, you know, look, it looks like there's a stop in East Germany on the way to the um, Keen uh, Walmart. That's all I'm saying. And then when I went in Chipotle, my God, the gray hair les- the, the green haired lesbians there like they nearly had a fit that I came in without a mask. <laughs> I mean, just came unglued. Yeah. So <laughs> would the green
2: haired lesbians in Florida? I mean, green haired nope, lesbians look, are the this- yes in are. And- yes, <laughs>
4: I go to the same location, I go to Chipotle, and the the nice little uh, Hispanics that serve me Chipotle down in Florida, they don't bother me. Right, they're
1: not green-haired lesbians. That's the difference. They just got off the boat, man. They know what's up. They ain't having any of this nonsense.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Chipotle's Chipotle's basically got two hiring pools, and I'm talking about both of them here.
1: Okay. Well, we are up in progressive New England. You are more
2: likely to Andy. encounter green-haired lesbians in New England in the than most in the South, liberal yes.
0: city in one of the most liberal cities in all of New Hampshire. New, Keene is a very different place than, say, some of the towns to the north, uh, or in the North Country, or wherever else. So, so the big cities, quote unquote, in New Hampshire is where it's going to be the worst. Nashua, Keene, and Portsmouth are probably the three worst places as far as mass compliance is concerned. But as soon as you go outside the city, it is not uh, not the same.
4: I, I just want to make sure that uh, people who listening, who get the notion that it's live free or die in New Hampshire, and all we care about is uh, liberty, are, are not getting that picture. Because no, my we've talked about the masks in here
0: in Portland. Keene for the last two years, Mark. You don't have to uh yeah, Are we talking about Florida?
4: Why would we? Are you talking about Florida? Well, the last time you called from Florida, that.
0: the last time you uh, we spoke, I don't know, it was like a year ago or whatever. You were saying there were plenty of people wearing masks in Florida.
4: Yeah, comparatively, I mean, I did also say at that same time that I felt that Florida was comparatively less masked than New Hampshire. And now, basically, the only place you have to go to the airport to find people in masks
1: mm-hmm. in Florida. Okay. Um,
4: Wait, when, in when
1: were you here last, Mark? Ten days ago. You Ten know, days, you know, they, they just four, recently days? reneged on their uh, their mask uh, mandate.
4: Yeah, that was like, what, a week ago? Well, I think we all should spend, send a little uh, thank you note to uh, Putin for uh, curing COVID.
1: Uh, absolutely. The if if, if there's anything good that's happened from his invasion, it's <laughs> that he cured COVID. Oh, and he got rid of Fauci. That's...
0: Yeah, the supermajority of customers at Aldi yesterday when Bonnie and I were there shopping were unmasked. The supermajority.
4: Yep. They're cured. All right. Now the Democrats have something new to worry about. Let's invade Russia. And uh, that's what I want to talk about to some extent. Um, in New Hampshire, we are soon going to be uh, seeing a vote of some sort on.
1: Um, session, from- yes, sovereignty. It may be
4: okay. as soon as Thursday. Yeah. And now I don't know how it's going to work. Does it require two thirds of the House, two thirds of the Senate, and then sixty the percent? It has that? to be
0: three fifths of the House and Senate. So there's almost no chance that's going to happen. Uh, but at the very least, it is going to come before them in the full House session, which will, by the way, be the first full House session back at the State House itself since the beginning of the COVID uh, fears. So it's going to be funny because the Democrats have demanded, and hang on if you want, Mark, the Democrats have demanded plexiglass shields be put up between the Republicans and the Democrats <laughs> to divide <laughs> the sections. Oh, God. When Theater! This, yeah, it's all theater! When this weekend, the very same Democrats were at a huge convention, all unmasked, sitting at big tables with one another. There's more coming up here in moments. You can join us. It's Free Talk Live. free talk live and you can join us here 603-283-6160 is the number that's 603-283-6160 here tonight you've got ian and conan you can join us online anytime you want. Just head on over to freetalklive.com. We have our Matrix chat server, which is self hosted. We run the server, although we're going to have a little bit of downtime in the next few days. So if you're one of our overnight users, 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. Eastern Time, there's going to be some intermittent service at best over the next three nights. So keep that in Aren't mind.
2: Aren't all of our users like overnight users? I mean, if we're, No, they're there they, all they day. They never and all sleep. Night. That's, uh, what, I'm that's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're, oh. just, they're all. Overnight users are always there. (laughs) Check it out
0: at chat.freetalklive.com. We're back here with uh, Mark Edge, uh, one of our co-hosts who finally uh, we're able to communicate with, or I'm able to communicate with again after a reduction in bail conditions. And so now we can bitch, uh, uh, listen to Mark bitch about uh, New Hampshire and talk about how great (laughs) Florida is. When, of course, New Hampshire bested Florida in the Freedom in the 50 States study that came out, Florida had had the number one slot, and New Hampshire has taken it back. Uh, and according to the authors of the study, it's going to be very unlikely that Florida is going to be able to take the number one slot again because freedom means a lot more than whatever the governor's policy is regarding masks. And New Hampshire has more freedom than Florida does. Uh, Florida, of course, is a police state. And so even though DeSantis, the governor down there, might be with us on mask policy... He is definitely not with Libertarians on the issue of the police state. He is a cop lover and has never seen a pro-cop bill that that man did not like and did not want to sign and get off on. So if you love yourself as a conservative police state, Florida is the place to go. If you want to actually have a chance at more freedom in your lifetime, then you have to go where the largest community of liberty-loving people is. And there's nowhere else but New Hampshire where that has a growing freedom community that's actually making an impact. Anyway, Mark, go ahead. With Mark, your thoughts. Before you
2: respond, shots were just fired, so I'm just going to sit back and listen to this play out. Make you make some popcorn.
1: <laughs> go ahead,
4: Mark. Right. So I am no advocate for Florida. What I'm an advocate for is reading Freedom in the 50 States, um, the uh, exhaustive and thorough. Uh, look at freedom as it differs from state to state in the United States. And I'm going to tell you that um, I don't believe you've read it, Ian. Um, Aria, I don't think you've read it. Um, I have better Conan, things to I don't do. disagree with you on much, so I don't care whether you've read it. But I have <laughs> read the entire section on New Hampshire and the entire section on Florida. And Florida has greater property rights about, uh, than New Hampshire does. And there's no dispute. Uh, regarding it. You own your property more in Florida than you do in New Hampshire. And um, you want to build something, you're much more likely to be able to do that. If they change the zoning laws in Florida, um, if a county changes the zoning laws, they actually have to make good to you. You have a claim against them in court. Um, There's a a homeowner's exemption and a variety of things. So what I wouldn't say that, here's what I would say. You're not going to be free in the United States. Period. It is not land of the free
1: anymore. It's just a bunch and of bunch of plantations
4: in Florida.
1: We've talked about this. I think and oh, I think and I yeah. think they do this intentionally. Mark, they all they all mix it up, mix and match. You know, Florida has some some rights that are attractive and some that yeah, aren't. Sure. And then New Hampshire is doing the same exact thing. It's like they do it on purpose so that we really can't decide where to go, and we have these arguments about which is the better place, which well, is the better plantation to go live on. Here's what I say, move
4: to where you're treated best. Um, But what I wanna talk about is I wanna talk about the New Hampshire secession Bill. I think that's far more important here. Um, I think that this is the single best outcome, which is that the uh, bill is proffered, that Washington's put on notice, that there are people in New Hampshire that are unhappy with being in the United States, and the likelihood of success is nil. Here's why. Um, if you do a little research on a country called Georgia, not a state called Georgia, but a country called Georgia, you'll see that eh, a few decades ago, they were invaded by Russia. And there were a couple of breakaway regions, um, one called Abkhazia, the other one called South Ossetia. These places are um, different ethnically than Georgia. They're, um, they have language differences throughout the country. And these places, are have functioned as their own countries for three decades now but it's a small club there at the UN and South Ossetia and Abkhazia aren't in it and they're not going to get in it and that's what's going to be true of any place that chooses to secede is they're going to essentially their economies are crap and they're going to remain crap (laughs) because they can't trade um, Georgia doesn't want to trade with them, doesn't want to give them anything, um, and they can't do any trade. Now that Russia is going to be persona non grata on the global stage, um, they can't trade through, you know, they're not going to be able to get anything through Russia because Russia is not going to be able to get anything, and they're screwed. Now, New Hampshire has fewer problems in this area, but honestly, they're not going to be able to trade with major countries. They just won't do the business.
1: What do you mean we can trade so, with Russia? We can trade with Canada.
4: Right, that'll be great um trade with russia why don't you welcome a bunch of russians and see how the world treats you right now and,
1: and by the way do we really know that russia is going to fall off the planet if they uh, lose trade that's a huge ass country man they they, they I, th- I think they've been preparing for this for years i think they know exactly they what they're doing
0: so wait are you predicting man, mark seconds. that uh, when new hampshire secedes that the united states will <laughs> cease all uh trade with the people of new hampshire
4: I'm predicting that when New Hampshire secedes, Washington will have already fallen. That's the only time that's gonna happen.
2: I also don't think New Hampshire, if it were to end up declare independence from the federal government, it would be in a hurry to join the United Nations.
0: I mean that's just well, sort of a bigger Yeah, a lot of us are not in favor of the yeah, United Nations. If the
1: version. US fails and falls, I think I think organizations like the UN and NATO are gonna do the same. I don't think they're gonna crumble. They're gonna crumble. Oh. Oh.
4: I would concur with you in that world when we're talking about dystopian future where Washington and the Hague have fallen sure I don't know how to explain that to you. What I can say is is that if on January of 2023 New Hampshire became its own independent country that nearly no other country would allow imports into that into New Hampshire for the remainder of the decade. y'all would basically be um driving to uh, oh, where do border you base checkpoint this?
1: pure you, you, fearmongering and you, when you say other countries you mean like vermont like the state right next to us they won't do business yeah. with us i think that's bullshit we have we have too many we have i work in a city that is right on the border i mean we yep i see i see they, sh- the, they cus- the customers checkpoint. are driving back and forth to shop on our stores because we don't have state tax
0: yeah, this is Head why people call you a negative Vermont, Nancy, Mark. Where
1: it splits uh, Canada and the United States
4: and see what a little police state that is. So watch the border patrol agents from both sides, you know, scoping people out and making sure you're not sneaking through the library to get to the other side and these kind of things. Same thing's going to go on, but the difference between Vermont and New Hampshire is there's a big old river that runs down the middle. It's going to be even a lot easier. Yeah. And um, the United States isn't going to be very happy. By that I mean Vermont isn't going to be very happy that New Hampshire gave him the finger. I don't know why you go just got elsewhere. really
1: quiet there. Oh, sorry. Now you're back. <laughs> yeah. Well, I've said this and I've yeah. said this a hundred times, uh, Mark. I don't want New Hampshire to do this either. Until Texas does it first, I would like to be the first on the list to do this. Well, that's the thing, Mark's not planning
0: here. He's uh, he doesn't understand that once one state goes, it's going to be a domino effect. When the when the U.S. when the
1: U.S. government collapses. Or when the states finally wake up, the big states, California, Texas, mm-hmm. New York, when they decide that, hey, you know what? What are we actually paying into? We're not getting anything back in return. When that happens and, they, and Texas decides to leave, balkanization across the across the continent. Everyone's going to be like, yeah, we're going to do our own thing.
0: Thanks for the we're time. Gonna, thanks for the call tonight, Mark. Appreciate it. The fact is there's
1: a lot of people talking about a national divorce. There even are, Even liberals are talking about this. Yeah. It's time. The, and people realize it. Because it's, because it, it's an, an abusive relationship. You eventually wake up from the cult that you've been living in for the last 250 years. And it's like, I'm in, a, I'm in an abusive relationship. What am I getting from this? Yeah. I hate this guy. Why am I living with him?
0: It's a shame that uh, libertarians like Mark are part of the fear-mongering crew, though. I mean, it'd be nice to have more people on board with these ideas. But it just goes to show that we, we still have more work to do to be able to convince people that uh, peaceful secession is the answer. And being afraid of big daddy government, federal government, is not what we should be doing. talk live you can join us here in the number 6032836160 we'll do our best to get you in here in the remaining moments of the show which are happening now and in the studio tonight it's Ian Ari, and Conan don't forget you can join us online over at freetalklive.com we've got feeds RSS feeds that you can pop into your favorite podcast client and subscribe to free talk live get the latest episodes of the show. As they are released automatically, you don't have to lift a finger once you get it subscribed in your client. Go to feeds.freetalklive.com, and you can find those there. There are different feeds. There's the full feed, which has both the full shows and the digests, and then there's a digest-only feed, and then there's a full shows-only feed, so you choose the one that's best for you at feeds.freetalklive.com. Let's go to Sarah in New Mexico. You're on Free Talk Live. Sarah?
5: Oh, yes. so that. McDonald's and Starbucks are going to leave Russia now. I guess they're going to take their business out.
0: Yeah, not just McDonald's and Starbucks, but also Coca-Cola and Pepsi, uh, Airbnb, as well as Netflix, and I'm sure others that we haven't heard about. But yeah, a lot of uh, U.S.-based corporations are calling it quits, even though, according to Pepsi, their business is like they're—they've got four percent of their business apparently in Russia.
1: Now, is McDonald's actually pulling out, or are they just refusing to sell product? They're still going to sell their—pay uh, their employees, if I understand correctly. Uh,
0: McDonald's go- announced that all 850 of its Russian restaurants would temporarily close. For how long that closing will go on, I don't know, but that's pretty crazy.
1: Hmm. What do you think about that, Sarah? Do you think this is the wise decision yeah, on, yeah. These, on, beha- on these on behalf on these? corporations to do
5: well you know i think that is good because i mean that was their slow way of killing off the russians when they were there by giving them junk food and soda pop <laughs> giving them uh, diabetes and obesity well, i mean it's well good. then
1: well then in that in that case in that scenario this is a wonderful thing to do take away their porn hub take away their mcdonald's make, i mean they're going to be the uh, 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 upstanding uh, country in the next couple of years. They're going to be good to go, be in good shape. You're saying, oh yeah,
5: yeah. So it's it's the best one of the best things that happened to the Soviet Union. But before this, they used to have a, a government, a state fu- uh, subsidized restaurants in Russia, and I'm trying to figure out before the McDonald's, and I'm thinking to myself, what is that? I mean, I can, I mean, I never pictured a, a state.
1: Some turnip soup, restaurant. Turnip soup, Whatever and, o- and only and only one brand of everything. Just the just the Ugh. way just the way Bernie Sanders won. He's like, why do we need fifty Pop Tarts? In Russia, they had one flavor Pop Tarts, one flavor ice cream, one flavor. Well, they, turnip turnip it, flavored Pop tarts Oh yeah.
0: So <laughs> oh, they I are can... saying, by the way, that Russia, uh, the uh, Russian McDonald's or McDonald's the Corporation, which owns the majority of the stores, the supermajority of the stores in Russia, the rest are franchise. Uh, they are saying they're going to continue paying their sixty-two thousand Russian
1: employees, but for how long? I know, right? Unless they know that this is going to blow over in a couple of weeks, which which some but, some theorists have but, then, come to the yeah, conclusion but, that this is, a, this is this is going to go away real quick.
5: Well, we, we don't know how long that we're going to be war at war war openly with Russia. Um, well, Sarah, we're not at war as as... with
1: Russia. <laughs> we are not at war with Russia. They want us to be, but no, we. Uh, this Ukraine is Ukraine, is. Russia. Okay.
5: Well, the the capitalist, you know the, the the Ukrainian. What has happened is that they've turned capitalist, and those regions that broke
1: so up, so has Russia. They,
2: that's why they well, have they, a McDonald's. They, the-
1: they have 800 McDonald's in Russia. They're, they're as as far as I can tell, China and Russia are more capitalist than we are these days.
5: Well, you know what, they, but, but they're going to tell them all to go. They're going to go back to the, the state-run restaurants.
0: That's not necessarily true. You, you don't know anything about these other places in the world. And, and I'm not saying that I know what it's like in Russia, but I'm willing to bet there are Russian-owned hamburger joints. I'm willing to bet there are other places where you can go and get junk food from Russian-based corporations. And by the
1: way, those those merchants are probably loving this. It's like, right? oh, there goes our competition, competition man. Competition. This is great
0: for us. Thanks for the call tonight, Sarah. There's
2: what? probably still Russian Burger Kings to you. Or Russian Hardee's. Yeah, or... we
1: haven't gotten uh, Wendy's or Burger on the line yeah. yet. Yeah, just this McDonald's is
0: absolutely insane uh, to close down hundreds of locations and pay sixty-two thousand employees. And plus, what about the franchisees? Uh, it's not clear in this story here about exactly what is going to happen to them because it does point out. That uh, it says here, all 850 of its Russian restaurants would temporarily close. Goes on to say about eighty. A franchisee per- would mean that a Russian owns that franchise, right?
1: Correct. And you know, you know what they're going to have to do? You've seen coming to America. They're just going to have to McDowell's. They're going to they're going to have to change re-branded. their logo. And what is uh,
2: McDonald's going to do? Sue them.
1: They, actually, probably they will.
0: Well, a no, Russian court would throw that in the trash. Well, here's the thing: is when you sign up for a franchise agreement, you're in, you're under some sort of an agreement with a yep. company. Is there something in there that not, just not says, to mention
1: you're getting your product from them? Yes, they're is shipping there, their product to you. Is
0: there a term in there that says, "Well, if we just feel like it, we can just cancel your uh, your franchise"? That's
1: a good legal point, right there. there. Probably is though. I don't know. I mean you, you when you get into a franchise, you're paying big maybe, money. Maybe that's why they're gonna continue to pay the, the pay pay the employees and the owners of the franchise. They're only doing and, that for the corporate. But that's stores. what's not
0: clear. They're hmm. saying they're gonna close off eight hundred and fifty of its Russian restaurants and then goes on to say that eighty-four percent of McDonald's Russian locations are owned by the company. Uh, the uh, the remainder are the franchisee, but it doesn't. It's it's not made clear. Maybe uh, nothing's. Gonna maybe happen. none of
1: this is actually taking place, and it's just, just virtue signal. I don't know. It's it's crazy though. Either way. Uh, but
0: let's get in. Do you want do you want to talk more Pfizer or do you want to get into movies, Conan? You you make the call uh, here.
1: Keeping. Uh, I will be monitoring this. That we've only gotten ten thousand yep. pages. We're we're going to get three hundred thousand by summer. Uh, and this is just like the title page. This is just what they have uh, indicated. Most of the uh, data, most of what they emphasize in the first couple of pages is just the headaches and the fever and the dizziness and mm-hmm. the nausea and the diarrhea and all that nonsense, which is only about half of, of the cases that were reported. Um, down at the end, there's this very weird nine pages of other adverse effects, and they mm-hmm. include everything from Zika to you know brain melt. Well, I've made that one up, of course, but I mean, just uh, the nine pages, wall-to-wall adverse effects, that uh, you that if they had to do if they had to advertise this uh, uh, vaccine on the television and you got that guy at the end he's mm-hmm. he's going really fast and if you you might if you take this drug you might affect be affected by this and this and yeah, this and yeah, this yeah. and this and this I don't uh, know that
2: that's necessarily alarming I mean I'm sure you can find someone out there who took aspirin once and they died the next day out of some allergic reaction to it and you're like oh we got to include this death. in the the yeah. allergy report or the aspirin report.
1: Well, the, uh, the numbers are, uh, the percentage of uh, adverse effects, uh, according to how many people were studied, uh, is almost 1%. Uh, and, the, uh, and, the ca- and the cases, mm. um, it, it, the numbers are uh, not worth it. When they say that there's, the, when they talk about the survival rate, the per- survival percentage right. of actually surviving, getting covid versus the adverse effects from taking these these numbskull vaccines, it doesn't add up. Doesn't the math doesn't work. It doesn't make sense in the end. And a lot of people, we talked about these same Especially these people. Especially
0: considering you can still get COVID after the fact. That's actually one vaccine. of, there's
1: actually, the of the 7 million people they studied and the 40,000 cases, uh, 5% of, of uh, the cases that were studied are, they, are, ad, are the adverse effects were COVID-19. 5% wow. right off the top. And this is just from, and this is the initial two month peer a window before they actually uh, it started to administer this unto the people. Um, I'll be watching these numbers. Actually, I'll be watching people who are studying these numbers because mm-hmm. I, you know, this is a lot of math here. There's a lot of statistics, a lot of numbers, a lot of percentages. Uh, I'll definitely be monitoring the people who are who could do a better job than I can. Uh, but these numbers don't add up. You got, you guys got hoodwinked. The American people, uh, uh, not the American people, the whole damn globe got hoodwinked. And now you've got another hoodwink, and it's called Ukraine uh, invasion, which uh, you should be thinking uh, secondly about.
0: I got some more numbers for you here as we wrap out this episode. Cryptocurrency platform Coinbase is admitting they are now blocking 25,000 Russian, supposed Russian accounts. Uh, this according to RT.com, but this news is being reported elsewhere. Cryptocurrency exchange Coinbase has announced they're blocking thousands of accounts related to Russians. The site has vowed to support sanctions imposed by the West on Russia in a statement they released saying they blocked over 25,000 addresses related to Russian individuals or entities we believe to be engaging in illicit activity. Many of which we have identified through our own proactive investigations.
1: Oh, isn't that nice of
0: them?
2: As far as I'm aware, it's not illicit for an American to send cryptocurrency to someone in Russia.
1: Oh, yeah. Tell tell us about the virtue signalers uh, who's sending money to Ukraine.
2: I don't, there there isn't time for that. The
1: The, the ones, well, just real quick the ones who are paying for Airbnb, but they're not actually going to Ukraine. You better watch out. You might get your uh, your bank account frozen, liberal virtue signalers.
2: <laughs> oh, no, Ukraine's the good guys
1: here, remember? That's what I'm saying.
0: Out of time for tonight. Tomorrow, back. We'll see you then. Freetalklive.com. In the meantime...